Yirmiyahu chapter 36. Vayi bashana harviyit li hoyakim ben Yoshio melech Yehuda. Hayadavar hazel Yirmiyahu meyet Hashem remar. This prophecy, story, takes place in the fourth year of the reign of Yehoyakim, the son of Yoshiahu. And we have the following story. Yirmiyahu was commanded, Kach lechom migilat sefer. Take a scroll. So Yirmiyo is commanded to write down on a scroll all of the prophecies that he has heard from God concerning Israel, Judah, the nations, from the very beginning from the time of King Yoshio up until this time, which is the fourth year of the reign of Yehoiakim. Perhaps, says God to Yermio, perhaps Beit Yehuda, the house of Judah, will hear, will accept, perhaps they will take to heart and understand the evil that awaits them. Repent, I will forgive their sins. So this is an attempt to get the people to change. And one can ask the question that there's actually nothing new in this chapter. In other words, what's being written down, and then the command will be after the command to write down all of the prophecies, and Yermio does follow God's command, of course, in verse number four, Vayikra Yirmiyahu et Baruch ben Neria, Yirmiyahu calls Baruch ben Neria his protege, his pupil, his scribe. Vayichtov Baruch mi Yirmiyahu et called divrei Hashem asher diberei lav al Megillat Sefer. So Baruch writes down from Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu dictates to him, and Baruch writes down on a scroll all of the words of God. Again, but there's nothing new here in what is being written down. So what is the point of writing down? And Yermio commands Baruch, he says the following. He says, look, he says, in the fifth verse, I'm locked up here. I'm in jail. We'll get to that. Yermio is in jail a lot in these chapters. I'm in jail. I can't go to the house of God, Beit Hashem, to the temple. Uvata ata, I want you to go to the temple. Vikarata bam kotafti mipi et Hashem Beit Hashem. I want you to go to the temple and to read this Megillah to the people on a fast day. Because on a fast day, a lot of people come to the temple, apparently. And secondly, the content of what is being written in the book is very appropriate for a fast day. They did have a fast day, both in the biblical texts and rabbinic texts, of course, is to get people to consider their ways and to change for the better. The great fast is Yom Kippur, but all the fast days partake of that same theme. Theme of changing our ways, mending our ways, making it better, etc. So on a fast day, go to the temple, and there's a big crowd there, and you will read this to the people on a fast day. Perhaps, perhaps their prayers will come before God, and they'll change, says Yirmiyo in verse 7, because the anger of God is very great. And Baruch, the uh, faithful scribe, carries out exactly what Yirmiyo tells him to do. In the fifth year of Yehoiakim, in verse number 9, 
in the ninth month that there was a fast, and people came to Jerusalem from the cities. And in verse number 10, Vayikra Baruch Basefer Bet Hashem, Yahu Ben Shafan HaSofer, so he reads this scroll in one of the chambers in the upper court near the new gateway and he reads this to the people. And again, coming back to the point, these are prophecies he has already said before. Now it's possible not everybody has heard all the prophecies. But there seems to be something very special about writing down the prophecies. We have remarked already in our study from the very beginning that there's a strong connection between Moshe and Yirmiyo, and especially the book of Dvarim. In this chapter, the word Dvarim or Dvar appears over and over again. And we remember from the book of Dvarim, which begins Eilah Dvarim, these are the words that Moshe spoke, but there's a tremendous emphasis in the book of Dvarim upon writing things down. You write the mezuzah. You write the word of God. You place it on your gates. Moshe, at the end of the book of Devarim, writes a Torah. Moshe writes down the song, the song of Hazinu, the song of warning. The song which serves as a witness. The idea of writing things down is related to the book of Devarim. And writing things down has to do with the concept that what we're saying today has a long-term effect. In the book of Yirmiyahu, he is many, many times commanded to write things down. For example, and not limited to this, back to chapter 29, Yirmiyahu is instructed, He sends a sefer, he sends a letter, to the heads of the exiled, exiled Jews. In chapter 30, which begins the chapters of consolation, thus says the word of Israel, write it down in a book. And when he purchases the field, there's a written contract. There's a sefer. So the idea of writing the Sefer down, of writing things down, is to emphasize the significance, the long-term significance. It's a further connection to the book of Dvarim, which is all about a warning and also a book about hope. The Sefer of Yirmiyo is largely about warnings with the hope people will change their ways, but there's also a Sefer of Consolation that we encountered earlier. In any event, this book, this letter, this scroll, circulates from one place to the next. It's first read in the temple itself. And when it's heard by a few people, in verse 11, They heard it from the Sefer. They may have heard it before, but now they're hearing it from the book, from the letter, from the word, the written word. And he goes down to the house of the king, and he sees many princes sitting there in verse number 12. And some are listed at Shama Sofer, Duayao, Ben Shmayao, El Natan, Ben Achbar, Kemaryao, Ben Shafan, Sikyo, Ben Chananya, Kolasarim, all of the princes. And Michayao says, tells them what he's heard. 
And the princes send for Baruch. They send to Baruch, a man named Yehudi. And they say to him, bring the scroll with you. And Baruch ben Neria brings the scroll in verse number 14. And they instruct him in verse 15, read us the scroll, which he does. And when they hear the scroll, which is all the prophecies of impending catastrophe, they're very frightened. And they say to Baruch, we're going to tell the king what we heard. How did you write this? How did this happen? Yirmiyot wrote it, says Baruch, called out to me. I wrote down all his words with ink in the scroll. The words are not my words. The words are the words of the prophet Yirmiyot. And the princes tell Baruch, go into hiding. You and Yirmiyot should go into hiding. They understand that the scroll may not receive a positive reception from the king. Tell them to go in hiding. They themselves are very worried about what they heard from the scroll. And the king is informed about the scroll. And the king sends someone to bring the scroll. And we have the story over here. The scroll is being read to the king. The king is sitting in his winter home. Kings have more than one home. This is the winter home. The ninth month. And the fire is burning before him. When they read to the king columns, three columns, four columns, he would take a knife, a scribe's knife, cut off the scroll and throw it into the fire. And the, the king and those around him were not afraid. They didn't tear their garments as the others had done. And some of the princes who I told the king about the scroll, they begged the king not to do this. He refused to listen. And not only that, the king commanded Yerachmiel ben Hamelech, his son, and others to to take, to catch Baruch and Yermiah, clearly with the intention of killing them, as we know the king had done earlier. From the earlier chapter, there was a prophet who said something against the king. He ran away to Egypt, Mitzrayim, and the king goes after him, and the king brings him back, and he kills him. So, in other words, the point then, so far, is that whereas many people in the court, many of the princes, others who hear this scroll, which is moving from one place to the next, all of them take it very seriously, and they want the king to take it seriously. But the king refuses to take it seriously, quite the opposite. He throws it into the fire. And God says to Yermio, after, and Yermio was in hiding. It says in verse number 26, he has to go into hiding. And then the word of God comes again to Yermio in that chapter. The king of Israel, Yehoiakim, has burned the scroll. Now let's write another scroll. Write it again. He will meet a bad end. Write the scroll again, and Yermio, of course, obeys God's command. He writes it again, and we are told at the end of the chapter, and he also added more things as well. We're not told what the things he adds are, but he adds more prophecies. It reminds me of what it says in the book of Dvarim, in the admonition of chapter 28, 
where it talks about the terrible things that will befall you if you deviate from God's covenant. And then it says at the end of the terrible list, and also many other things that are not written here. There'll be other things as well. And that's the sense you get here in chapter 36. The Dvarim are being written down, just as the book of Dvarim is written down. It contains dire warnings, but above the specific warnings, it contains more global warnings about other things that will happen as well. And everybody understands this, apparently, primarily except for one person, but he happens to be the king of Israel. 